to give an example of how these principles that we have uh, had quite a thorough exposure to now of, of sound and how sound can change in Arabic uh, to give an example of how these can interact when you're speaking to really change the way things sound we can look at the sentence now we will see how the concept of the helping vowel and the loss of a small sound can interact to really change the end product let's say the words for six months six months is sit shuhur if i say it slowly if i say it faster maybe i will say sit to shuhur and the helping vowel i put there is u sit to shuhur if i say it even more fluently i might say Situshur, situshur. So we end up stressing the helping vowel, the helping u, and that means that the u of shuhur gets lost. Situshur. So actually, here in this sentence, we see the interaction of two sound concepts that we learned. We see the helping vowel sit shuhur becoming situshur, and we also see the helping vowel taking the stress, causing that small e or u to fall away, and we end up with situshur. So this might seem overwhelming, but if you don't shy away from it and analyze when you come across what might feel like an uncomfortable sound change, you will notice that they are the same principles occurring over and over. For example, this is the same as what happens in Raiha. We said small i or u can disappear, and we also mentioned that it can disappear across word boundaries. For example, ana misafir can become Enemsefir in fluent speech. So there we have the small i being lost across the word boundaries. Enemsefir to enemsefir. And that's exactly what happens in Sidushur. So if you analyze these changes you hear popping up, you will notice that actually you have the same principles occurring time and again. You might even hear minl. Minl is min il from the minl. Again, the same concept again, a small i disappearing, the small i of il. So you don't have to do this when you speak, no, especially at the beginning where you're speaking slowly. But if you do, it will add something to your speech. It will allow you to sound less robotic in Arabic. So this and doing this will add something to your speech in Arabic, but it's not a barrier to speaking. You don't have to do this to speak. No, but if you do, and if you observe and analyze and pick up these changes that occur and you apply them to your own speech, you're going to sound much more human, less robotic uh, in Arabic, much more like a native speaker. And this, in turn, is going to allow you to express and show yourself a lot more uh, in Arabic. Now, of course, we're focusing on the peculiarities of the Egyptian dialect, but this analysis, which we've learned to do during this course, you can do in any dialect that you choose to pick up. Can was he was or it was. How would we say they were? Kano. Good. And they were not? Makanush. Makanush. Good. Do you remember how to say she was? Kanik. Kanit. Kanit. Good. You could say she was at Ahmed's place. How would you say that? Kanit and Ahmed. Good. Kanit and Ahmed. You could also say, she was in Ahmed's house. So, in the house of Ahmed, and we don't need that of, so how would that be? Can it fi bait Ahmed? Good. Can it fi bait Ahmed? Good.
So this construction actually of Bed Ahmed, Ahmed's house, house of Ahmed, you can remember with a very common saying which is Omidunya, Omidunya. Omidunya means mother of the world and it's a saying that is used often to refer to Egypt, obviously alluding to the historical past of Egypt. So you hear that a lot, Omidunya. Om is mother, dunya is world. And the world, il dunya, becomes id dunya, id dunya. So, om dunya is mother of, invisible of, the world. So, you will hear this saying around, and it's a very nice reminder of how to work this construction. Om dunya, mother of the world. And then you can replace these words with anything like bed Ahmed, house of Ahmed. Telephone, Said. Said's telephone, telephone of Said. So, Om means mother. How do you say my mother? Ommi. Ommi. And there's two M's here. Ommi. Ommi. Yeah, Ommi. My mother's house would be? Bed Ommi. Good. She was in my mother's house. Kenneth fi bed Ommi. Good. Kenneth fi bed Ommi. Good. She was not in my mother's house. So how would you turn can it, she was, into she was not? Makenich. Brilliant. Makenich. And we have the accent on the end there because of the consonant cluster, because of the two consonant sounds, t, sh, on the last syllable, pulling that accent onto the last syllable. Makenich. So, she was not in my mother's house. Makenich. Fi bet on me. Good. Makenich fi bet on me. What was the word for big? Kabir. Kabir can become akbar. This pattern from kabir to akbar, we get bigger or biggest or more big or most big. Now, we can't do this with all root sounds. We only can do this with certain root sounds. We couldn't take, for example, the sounds of mashhul and put them into the akbar pattern to make busier or busiest or more busy or most busy. But we have a way of getting around this. The word for a lot in Arabic is katir. Katir. This means a lot and you can also use it like often. Katir. Katir. And, no, it sounds like a pattern that we know. Now, can you think of any other words that sound like katir? Karim. Karim. Kabir. Katir. Same pattern. You can take the sounds of katir, which means a lot or often, and put them into this Kabir Akbar pattern to get the word for more often or more or most. How would that be? Akhtar. Akhtar. Good. So if you want to say more busy or busier, no, or busiest, you can just say busy more. Mashkul Akhtar. Yes, but it's important not to assimilate this R as a G. No, it's Mashrul, we have a R there, like in the word shogl for work. No, those are our roots. Sh, R, L, Mashrul, Mashrul, Akhtar, busier or busiest.